beat, listen to the beat, listen to the I'll live fully value each hour, smell every flower you pull All right, kids, this is Keith Price, and we are back here on Backstage Skinny, Sirius XM Out Q. And that song, Listen to the Beat, is from the CD, or I guess, I, I, are people still buying CDs now, Lisa? They do. They do. They download, but they, they, they also buy. It feels like copies. it's a down. We sell them here at the theater. See, which is good. Mm-hmm. We love that. That's the voice of Lisa Howard. And this edition of The Dressing Room Drive By. You know what? That's what makes being in the dress. This is a dressing room drive by, people. We can't be surprised that anything happens. The sound, people, the sound guys have to test they their have cues. To, exactly. And this is live theater. <laughs> and I am here with. Lisa Howard, who some of you may remember from the Twilight movies, which, again, when I you know, did my research, I was kind of like, wow, she was a vampire? Is that what's <laughs> going on? What? And now she is a Broadway leading lady. Snap. Miss Lisa Howard, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> oh, my God. First and foremost, I have to say that right now she's in a show called It Should Have Been You, featuring some pretty heavy hitters. I listen, you know, a little Tyne Daly, a little Harriet Harris, a little Chip Zion, you know. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Not too Sierra shabby. Boggess. Sierra Boggess, who I love, 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 love. But I absolutely was floored and devastated and loved, in love with you by the time this show was over. Mm. Tell me about your character. Well, I played Jenny Steinberg, the sister, the older you know, slightly rounder, sister of the bride, and uh, I never stop hearing about that from my mother. You know, there's a line in the show where she says, well, if you'd listened to me all these years, uh, skipped a few meals, it'd be you getting married today instead of your younger sister. So oh there, you can envision <laughs> what Jenny's life is like, um, never quite meet li- living up to her mother's standards you know but but very successful in her own right she gets things done she has a lot of friends but she i don't think she's been very lucky in love because i think she's so hard on herself in trying to strive for perfection and you know in certain areas of her life and and not getting there well then how much of that is really lisa howard Um, i mean of course every part you play there's you Somewhere. Somewhere in there. And I can most definitely relate to that, you know, oh, if only you looked this way, then your life would be totally different and you'd have all of this, which, as we all know, could very well be or could not be anything at all. Or I could now or, you know, or then you could look like everybody else and not get anywhere, you know. Um, So there's a lot that I do relate to. With Jenny and and how people very well-meaningly will say things to you and you're like, you know, that just aren't helpful, (laughs) you know, because it's not something that you're not aware of. Thank you. (laughs) And again, this is Keith Price here on uh, the Backstage Skinny and the Dressing Room Drive-By Edition with Lisa Howard from the show It Should Have Been You. And we're talking about body image. We're talking about all of those things that come into play and it's i think it's harder when you're someone like you who was doing a show mm-hmm. where people are looking at you and everyone has their judgment everyone has their thing how do you fight through that well and it's not only th- that i'm in a show it's the role that i'm in because there oh, yeah. are all kinds of character actresses yes. but they are never in the 
leading lady love interest part. Exactly. There, there's tons of funny bigger girls or the angry bitter gir- bigger girls. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, but there's never the normal, hardworking, pretty bigger girl. You, you know, that gets the guy. That gets you know, the guy. That, that gets the guy. Um, so that's what makes this different. Because, I mean, I've had a pretty steady career of working. It's not a matter of working. It's a matter of stepping into this leading role. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. You are leading women on the Broadway. But it's it's how exciting is that though? I mean, it's, you've it's worked hard fantastic. for this moment. I have. It, and and it's it's pretty fantastic. And I mean, if I only ever do character parts for the rest of my time, I mean, those are some great roles. <laughs> you know, those are the ones I, that people and, and remember. It's the ones that people remember. It's fine, but this is something special. Yeah. And I feel uh, uh, so many young women come up to me after the show and just say, "I was so w- uh, older women, young women." Uh, they say that was me looking at myself in the mirror when I saw you singing that song. And I think it doesn't matter really what your size is, especially women and men too, but yeah. especially women, we are so hard on ourselves and expecting, I don't know, some kind of perfection and, and we're so critical of ourselves. And, and I think the real message of this show is, you know, to be able to look in that mirror and see what you see and still know that you're beautiful through and through. Right. I love that. Lisa Howard here with me on the backstage skinny in the dressing room drive by edition. We are here at the Brooke Atkins Atkinson Theater. Mm-hmm. I have to get it out. This is the professional part of me. And we're talking about her being in this wonderful show, It Should Have Been You, that I'm going to say it because you can't say it because it's not nice for you to say it. But they got robbed at the Tonys. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I'm just going to say because you all know who are listening to the show. You know how I am about all this stuff. And I guess because I'm so passionate about certain elements that speak to me from the theater. And I guess that's the beautiful part about being in theater and, and, and appreciating theater is that it's, it's an art form that is subjective. And so... Yes, I was very upset at the nominations. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just, you know, there's certain people that are getting some accolades. I personally feel like their roles did not speak to me, (laughs) but it's not about me. The Tony committee did not suggest, say, Keith, tell me what you think. They did not ask. But the good thing is, is that even though that's not why you're in this business, you're not in this for the awards, you're not in this, you're just in this 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 space to be able to create and do things and one of the things that lisa has done as well is has this beautiful cd beautiful beautiful and it's like okay first of all i feel so lucky to be able to sit and tell you that i love some of your interpretation and these songs that you've done of william finn have just been first i have to because i have to read the, the uh the title of the album because you have to get it all it's the songs of innocence and experience. <laughs> I love that. The songs of William Finn. And some of you who are Broadway nieces out there might know William Finn's work from Spelling Bee. You might, which is actually a show that Lisa was in. Hello. Uh, you might also know some of his work from Falsettos, which they're talking about bringing back to Broadway yeah. in a revival. Um, a new brain. A new brain. Yes. So for you, what is, about, is it about William Finn's music that that speaks to you? Well, I first um, heard his uh, work in college when I got to do a production of Falsetto Land, and then I did a production of uh, Falsettos, right. uh, which is the two acts put together, and I played Trina. And 
You're breaking I, down. I, I, I'm, I was breaking ah! down, and I, I loved it. And then it just so happens to be that Bill wrote the first Broadway show I got to do. And so I love his work. I was comfortable with his work, and I wanted it to be kind of a tribute to that of a, like a, my, hey, this is the music of my Broadway debut. Let me, you know, find some well-known and some not-so-well-known songs of his and uh, put an album together. That's fantastic. How, how did you go through the material for yourself? How did you pick I had that? a meeting with Bill. And I Ooh, said, get her. First of all, she's had a meeting with Bill. Stop. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Um, well, and, and so I, you know, we talked about it and he gave me some ideas of songs. And um, there's a show of his called The Royal Family of Broadway that was written but never got done. Something, an issue with the story rights or something like that. But there's some great music from that. There was a, um, a show that it only had either a reading or a small production down to the public. Um, and so there was there was lots of material that I didn't even know existed. Um, wow. You know, so that was fun. And I just got to kind of explore with he and my musical director, Vadim Feichner. And we just sang through a bunch of stuff. And, and you know, there's some, uh, the song, the song called Songs of Innocence and Experience was actually a song he wrote, especially for a concert at his college alma mater so that he did a concert up there so some of it is just concert work stuff some of it is from unpublished shows and then some of it's, it's his well-known stuff wow lisa howard here with me on the backstage skinny drive-by dressing room drive-by edition and again this the the cd is it's just it's very lush it's like the orchestrations of just lush enough. It's like I can tell there wasn't I, like a huge, huge band, but there was it certainly was a enough. Four, fourteen piece orchestra, and I had all brand new orchestrations done for everything. All right, Lisa Howard's not playing around <laughs> I was up in this. Not playing around. <laughs> like, but wow. So how exciting is that to sit and talk to William Finn, like Bill? Excuse me, Bill. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a character. Well, and I, over the years, I've worked with him a lot. So, um, you know, I did the original workshop of Spelling Bee and then into the whole production. And I had done a lot of work for the NYU Graduate Musical Theater uh, writing program. And every spring for their grad students with their thesis projects, they hire actors to come in for, you know, the four-day process and learn their show. And Bill's an adjunct professor there. And so for years, he had seen me do work with these graduate uh, thesis projects. Wow. Yeah, so I've known him for a very long time. That's amazing. And again, at the time when you were coming in to do those particular projects with with those students, had you had a relationship with, with I mean, him? I knew him. I knew who he was. He saw me do work and we weren't buddies, but you know, we knew of each other and Wow. And so then when it came time for Spelling Bee and uh Vadim Feichner, who was also our musical director on Spelling Bee, um, you know, said Bill wants you to come in and, and sing for this show. Wow. That's, again, the New York story, right? He just wants you to come in. He called yeah, and Well, it was in. funny because I had originally I had heard about the show, and mm-hmm. I had asked Vadim, hey, I know somebody who has an audition for this new Bill thing, Spelling Bee thing, project. He's like, ugh, I don't even know what it is. We're going up to the Berkshires for like $2. Don't even bother. <laughs> I was like, you sure? He was like, yeah. So I didn't. Oh, my God. And so then I happened to be in town. I had I was out of town working somewhere, and I just happened to be in town. I was at a friend's house having a glass of wine, vi- visiting, mm-hmm. and I get a call, and Vadim said, we're having auditions right now. Um, can you can you come down and sing something? Bill wants you to come in. And I was like, um, I don't even have my book. I don't have anything. He said, J- just come. I was like, okay. <laughs> sure. So Carmel Dean, who ended up being our 
associate musical director, was at the piano, and she had a book of music that she was playing for somebody's cabaret that night, and she was like, do you know any of these songs? I'm like, flip through. <laughs> I was like, I sang that in college once. <laughs> so I did that, and I sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And then, um, and then they asked me to improv as the character. They described the character of Rona to me, and then asked me to improv as her. I mean, I did what they asked. I don't think they thought the improv side of the table did not think I was funny. <laughs> but Bill said, no, I know she can do it. You know, I need someone who can sing. She's fine. I've seen her do a thousand, a million things at NYU. Wow. She's fine. She could do it. You know, so if it was not for Bill, I would not have gone the part. But at the same time, it's, it's also it's a testament because, you know, doing those little shows, those other shows, those other things, you have no idea who sees you in those events. Right. And I was like thinking, it's like, the advice then that you give to a young actor or a young actress. Especially when you're young, do what comes your way. Even if, you know, even if it only pays or, or doesn't pay or it pays you 50 bucks a day or whatever and you have the opportunity to meet new writers and, meet, you know, like take advantage of what you can, you know. And because it doesn't happen that often in terms of, I mean, it's, it's better for people, I guess, to see you doing things like that than for them to see you doing other things that you shouldn't be doing, right? Because, you know... Like, shouldn't be doing house of. You know, like, for example, let's just say, not only were you doing these shows with, with these, these young students, but, like, imagine if you'd have gone in there and been a terror, or gone in and been oh. a pain in the ass, oh. how that could have been a negative... Well, then they wouldn't have... They, he wouldn't have... Believe me, reputation carries far and wide... You don't want to be that pain in the butt that people don't want to work with. Eventually, it'll bite you. In, it'll bite you in your butt. <laughs> See, that's what I'm, and that's what I mean. It's Definitely. like it's that that process of, you know, because I do. I hear from a lot of young actors all the time, and they're like, "I just need that break." I just need, it's like you need to really just be in the moment wherever you are, and really try to just own it and sell it. That's yeah. what you need to be doing every time. Yeah, do do the work. Do the work. Do you know what you do and be gracious. I love that. Well, talking to Lisa Howard here, driving the, the dressing room drive-by here on the Backstage Skinny, Sirius XM Out Q. And the other question that I have for you now in terms of, of being able to give that kind of advice, who were your influences, your musical influence? Because your vocal range is delish. Mm, thank you. Um, well, in my house growing up, my mom listened to a lot of Barbra Streisand. Karen Carpenter. <laughs> um, love. Yeah. Um, and I loved show tunes from a, uh, an early age. I was listening to The Sound of Music and Annie and um, Grease. You know, I listened to a lot of shows. So um, as far as, like, first learning how to sing and singing out, and, you know, it was, it was show tunes and, and stuff like that. So, you know, and then I started studying voice at a young age. So I think that really helped to help me give control and, you know, feel what you're doing, not just a guessing game. Well, the, the acting, for as far as the songs now, it's more like you, you have to act those songs as well as sing them. Oh, most definitely. That makes the difference of getting a job or not. <laughs> you know, I mean, because you know, especially in high school that's, or younger and getting into high school, that, like, that's the biggest challenge is, you know, figuring out how to do that. And, well, and that's why, especially for me, I was not that person who is like you know ready to move to new york after high school i mean there i know some people who did that but that was that was so not for me i i definitely had to have the college experience and you know really take acting classes and and learn and build my craft in that way and um 
you know, and you're constantly learning as you go. I would hope I'm a better interpreter of songs now <laughs> than I was when I first got to New York. I'm, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you've lived. Mm -hmm. You've lived. And experience comes through when you're listening to some of these tracks on the CD. It's just like, wow. So, you know, we were just talking before we started the, the conversation here on Behind the Curtains. What am I? I have so many shows that I'm doing. This is a backstage skinny behind the curtain. You see, and this is the beautiful. I don't care if you hear it's a mistake. I don't care. See, this is the thing. Because I know I can edit it. But, um, but uh, for me, one of the things is it's like finding the stories within the songs. And William Finn is really good about putting a story in the song. And it's so funny because my partner and I were sitting around trying to figure out his big thing was. Ooh, one more the song infinite joy and he was like he said if you ask lisa howard one question for me you have to ask her and I've, i wrote it down mm -hmm. um when you're singing the song who in the song is the protagonist to you and 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 really what's it about who who are they talking to in this song oh we, you know it's from the show elegies right and obviously it it's someone to bill mm-hmm but, you know, as you're singing the song, as one does, you're thinking of someone for yourself. And it's actually a combination of my mother, although she's not passed, and my grandmother, who is passed. Okay. And I, think of the, I think of those two women in my life when I sing the song. I love that. Oh, well, see, Dale, I got you an answer. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> Lisa Howard here with me on the Backstage Skinny Dressing Room Drive-By Edition, Sirius XM Out Q. And you can see her now currently eight shows a week in what I think is truly a delicious musical. It's, and it's just perfect enough. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> like it, I feel like people... It, there's like been a few shows this season that I've I've said that I really wish people would go see just for the pure joy of going to say they've seen a musical. Like they don't necessarily need to have, you know, I'm not knocking some of the other shows that have a lot of gravitas and a lot of stuff going on. Um, fun home, um, but I, I, you know, at the same time, it's sort of like there's there's people that just need the joy of just going. Being able to let go laugh. and laugh, and this is what this show and does. And care about the characters. And to care about them. And there's a wonderful, delicious twist that I am so glad to see that no one yet has ruined. Nope. And I think that that's one of the, the big aha moments for the, for the show. Because well, when I it think happens, it's a testament to the show because when we were in rehearsals, I thought for sure after a couple of weeks, everyone would blab it and then it wouldn't be such a surprise. People are enjoying the twist so much that when they tell their friends to come see and we have great word of mouth now um they're saying they're not telling their friends they're saying no no you just have to see they're not spoiling it that was Which like is the great. first thing and i i that tells me that people really do love the show they do you I'm, know critics be do. damned right. but people love the show mm -hmm. so i'm hoping to see that this is going to be something that's going to continue me too <laughs> <laughs> As as all actors do, knock on wood, uh -huh. until the next project comes along. So you're singing songs of William Finn. Who else do you want to sing? Hmm. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some of your favorites? Who are some of your favorites? Um. Well, I mean, I I'm a sucker for classic classic musical theater. I love Rodgers and Hammerstein and uh, 
Simon Coleman and Compton and Green and Lerner and Lowe. I mean, you, you know, love them all. I, I love it all. It, it, I I enjoy singing in a lot of the different styles. I love I, I love Cantor and Hebb. It, you know, like there. Yeah, Just, I, I love, love them all. all. <laughs> Lisa Howard. Oh my God. So at this point now, it's sort of like you you got a CD, you got a show going on right now. Um, I I hesitate to ask because we always have to keep thinking about what's going to be coming down the pike next. But right now you're trying to enjoy this particular mm-hmm. period. Is there something else? I mean, luckily for you, you've originated a few roles on The Great White Way, yeah. which a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to do. No, I'm very fortunate that way. D- do you see yourself wanting to continue originating or do you would you like is there a role that you'd love to bring back for just you um well i think eventually I, you know if they revive gypsy again uh you know but that, that, that that's down the road is there a show i would want to step into now yeah i don't know if there's something right for me now who cares if whether or not it's right for you, is it what you want to oh, do? All right, all right, all right. Lisa Howard, stop it! Don't don't make them define you. You define you, Lisa <laughs> girl. What? Oh gosh, <laughs> um, n- nothing that comes to mind. I'd love to do more concert work, like symphony work around the country. Um, doing more stuff with my CD because I had recorded my CD and um, and then I got busy doing another show and the and. And then I had my second son. And so, like, I never really kind of promoted the album, you know, <laughs> in a way that I that I could. Right. Um, Which is now, why we're talking about it now. <laughs> but now with um, this show, um, hopefully I can translate that into um, more concert work. That would be fantastic. Lisa Howard live with a symphony orchestra. Shut up. I've, I've, I've worked with Peter Nero and the Philly Pops before. And that was great. I love it. And, uh, you know, so um, I'm going to be working with uh, a friend of mine with orchestrations and, you know, getting your packages together. Because basically, you know, you get a couple shows together, you get your charts, and then, you know, and you, 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 you kind of just send yourself out there to the orchestras. And especially if you have your charts and you have your stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the, so that's what I'm working on right now. That's very old school. I know, right? <laughs> Showing up with your charts, baby. Mm-hmm. Take it from the top, Mr. Conductor Man. <laughs> I love it. Lisa Howard here with me on the Backstage Skinny Drive-By, Dressing Room Drive-By Edition. And as again, as you said, if you are coming to the New York area, you need to put this show on your list. It should have been you playing at the Brooke Atkinson Theater here in New York City. And if you can't come to New York and you want to get a taste, just a taste of Miss Lisa. (laughs) Just a little taste. Then you have to get the songs of innocence and experience. I love it. You have to add all of that S entry. <laughs> songs of innocence and experience. The songs of William Finn. And let her take you on a nice musical journey. And I love that it's it's music that people might know and people don't know. And mm-hmm. you get to bring all of that to them with your fabulous stylings. And I'm telling you... You need to come see the show just for her big 11 o'clock number, but that's another song. I'm just saying, you might get a clip or two online if you look hard enough. But um, again, thank you so much for taking time talking to me. Thank I just, you. It's been a pleasure. This has been great, Lisa Howard, and we will be right back. Just another opening night, almost. 
like I'm on vacation. What a wonderful opening night.